Welcome to National Parks for Kids, the podcast made for kids and families wanting a little more information about the national parks. I'm Jamie. And I'm Brant. Together, we will be making a podcast for each of the national parks. Brant had this idea to make the podcast while exploring the national parks of Colorado to share information and some of our favorite things to do in each park. Come adventure with us. Come adventure with us. Welcome. The national park we are going to be learning about today is Yellowstone National Park in Montana, America's first national park. Yes, it was established in 1872. And if you're a kid, Yellowstone National Park is the perfect place to explore. You can watch geysers blast off, view wildlife from a safe distance, see gigantic waterfalls, and canyons. Yellowstone has something for everyone. Yeah, what should we talk about first? The wildlife. Great idea. Brant, what was your favorite animal you got to observe in Yellowstone? The bison. Ooh, yes. Yellowstone bison are the America's largest population of bison on public land. America's bison were once close to extinction. That means there wasn't very left, very many left. Now, there are nearly 6,000 bison in Yellowstone National Park, but sometimes they migrate out of the park. Yellowstone is the only place in the United States where bison have lived continuously since prehistoric times. Unlike most other herds of bison, this population has thousands of individuals that are allowed to roam relatively freely over the expansive landscape of Yellowstone National Park and some nearby areas of Montana. They also exhibit wild behavior like their ancient ancestors, congregating during the breeding season to compete for mates, as well as migration and exploration that result in the new use of habitat areas. How big are the bison, Mom? Good question. The male bison, also called bulls, can weigh up to 2,000 pounds. And the females, known as cows, weigh up to 1,000 pounds. The bulls weigh twice as much as the cows? Yes, that's right. Do you know what they primarily eat to maintain all that weight? Grass! They're herbivores! You are correct. They usually live around 12 to 15 years and mate in July through August. Do you remember seeing them along the boardwalk and we had to turn around? Yes, they can be aggressive. They certainly can be, so it is always important to give them space and stay at least 25 yards away from bison, according to the National Park website. The bison can run up to 30 miles per hour, which is faster than you or I can run. No, you're not going to run a bison. Always keep a safe distance. And there is a lot of wildlife in Yellowstone. Yellowstone is home to the largest concentration of mammals in the lower 48 states. Yellowstone is known for its predator-prey complex of large mammals. Can you remind our listeners what a predator versus prey is? A predator is when another animal eats an animal. And what's a prey? Prey is when you're going to eat that animal. The animal that's eaten by the predator? That's right. There are eight types of ungulates or herbivores with hooved feet that live in Yellowstone and are prey. These include bighorn sheep, bison, elk, moose, mountain goats, mule deer, pronghorn, 
and white-tailed deer. And there are seven large predators. Yes, the large predators in Yellowstone are black bears, Canada lynx, coyotes, grizzly bears, mountain lions, wolverines, and wolves. Hey mom, what did you call a bear with stays out in the rain for a long time? Well, I bet it would be pretty wet. It would be a drizzly bear. A drizzly bear. <laughs> it sounds like a wet grizzly bear. Let's tell our visitors about other mammals in the park. Oh yes, there are so many. There are weasels, foxes, river otters, badgers, bobcats, beavers, squirrels, chipmunks, voles, gophers, marmots, pikas, snowshoe hare, jackrabbits, and bats. If you like animals, this is a good part to visit. It sure is. There are also three hundred different species of birds. Sixteen species of fish, and eleven species of amphibians and reptiles. Remember, if you cause an animal to move, you're going too close. Good advice. What do you think the next thing we should share is? Let's tell them about the hydrothermal features. Oh, good idea. The hydrothermal features are another thing that Yellowstone is well known for. There are more than ten thousand. Hydrothermal features in the park, and more than five hundred are geysers, which means hot water shoots up into the air. There is a volcano under Yellowstone, and it's called Yellowstone Volcano. Yes, the Yellowstone volcano has molten magma that releases tremendous heat. The system also needs water, such as the groundwater from the mountains surrounding the Yellowstone Plateau. A plateau is. An area of level high ground. Yes, on the Yellowstone Plateau, snow and rain slowly filter down through the rocks. Some of this cold rain and snow meets hot water that is heated by the magma, and it raises the temperature of the water above the boiling point. But the water remains in a liquid state due to the pressure from the water on the top. The water can be hot to four hundred degrees. Yeah, there is also some interesting organisms that can live in hot, hot water. Microorganisms called thermophiles or heat lovers live in the hydrothermal features in Yellowstone. Micro is too small to see with your eyes. Yes, but they are grouped together by the trillions. Trillions? That's a lot. <laughs> yeah, Brant. Trillions. And remember all the amazing colors we saw in the hydrothermal features? Yes, yellow, oranges, blues, and greens. Yeah, species which prefer the hotter temperatures of the interior are typically green and blue, while species which prefer the cooler temperatures of the exterior are more yellow and orange in color. This leads to the brilliant rainbow effect of Yellowstone's hot springs that so many love. It was really pretty. Oh yes, the thermophiles are amazing. Imagine living at water at near boiling temperatures with the alkalinity of baking soda. Or with the acidity that can burn holes in your clothing, microorganisms in Yellowstone not only exist in such conditions, but require these extremes to survive. I also love the steam vents. I love the steam vents too. They are known as fumaroles. These hot features lack water and instead constantly release steam, 
There are about 2,000 fumaroles in Yellowstone. I also love watching the mud pots with boiling mud. Oh, yes. The mud pots are acidic enough to dissolve the surrounding rock and also usually lack water in their systems. Hey, Mom, I found a joke about mud, but it's too dirty to say. <laughs> Good job keeping it to yourself then. <laughs> More seriously, I think we should talk about safety around all these hydrothermal features. Yes, you can get serious injuries if you go, say, on the boardwalks and trails. Yes, the ground can be very dangerous if you don't stay on the trails. The geyser basin is constantly changing, making it impossible to guess a safe path off trail. The ground may only be a thin crust over boiling water or scalding mud, with some pools acidic enough to burn through your boots. Unfortunately, people have been injured or even died by falling into the hydrothermal features. I feel safe staying on the trails. Me too. The rangers and park staff do a good job monitoring the area and keeping the visitors safe. What was another one of your favorite places to visit in Yellowstone? The guides are all faithful. Oh, watching Old Faithful erupt is a Yellowstone tradition. Thermal features change constantly, and it is possible that Old Faithful may stop erupting someday. Geysers and other thermal features are evidence of ongoing volcanic activity beneath the surface. Old Faithful is a must-see stop on your tour of Yellowstone. It expels about 3,700 to 8,400 gallons of water each time it erupts. During the eruptions, the water in Old Faithful shoots from 106 to more than 180 feet in the air, or 32 to 55 meters. Geysers have constrictions in their plumbing systems that present, prevent the water from moving freely to surface where heat would escape. So, the water beneath the surface constricts and creates a buildup of steam, and eventually that steam pushes the water past the constrictions, and the geyser erupts. I also really love the waterfalls and the canyons. Oh, yes, the Grand Canyon of the Yellowstone. The Yellowstone River helped carve this canyon that has hydrothermal features in the canyon wall. There are also two waterfalls to view in the canyon. Yeah, you can experience the canyon from a variety of overlooks. There are a number of trails and walkways that wind along the rims and down partway into the canyon. There's so much to explore and worry about in Yellowstone. Let's tell them about the first inhabitants of Yellowstone. Good idea. Long ago, about 15,000 years ago, Yellowstone was covered in glaciers and a continental ice sheet. These glaciers carved out a valley with rivers that people could follow when hunting. Archaeologists, or a person who studies human history through excavation or digging up the earth, have found a point used for hunting from the Clovis people dating back 11,000 years ago. So people were there 11,000 years ago? I know. That is a very long time ago. Most of the evidence found in stone tools and projectile points um, were used for hunting. The peak of Native American activity in Yellowstone, however, was about 3,000 to 1,500 years ago. But even as recently as the 1800s, there were as many as 10 tribes living around Yellowstone Lake, such as the Crow and the Shoshone. For a period of time, Yellowstone experienced colder temperatures during what is known as the Little Ice Age, which was from around the mid-1400s to the mid-1800s. 
archaeological evidence indicates that fewer people use Yellowstone as a permanent home base during this time. They were more, most likely in smaller groups during the summer months when temperatures were warmer and you could successfully hunt and gather. They weren't a lot from fossil evidence. Indeed, and with over 2.2 million acres to explore in Yellowstone, there is still a lot to be discovered. It's estimated that only about 3% of the park's potentially fossil-bearing areas have been explored. There's so much visitors can learn, too. Like Yellowstone, it has half of the world's active geysers. Before we leave, I wanted to share about our visit to Yellowstone on June 13th, 2022. I remember the exact date because something unusual happened in Yellowstone on that day. The park flooded and shut down. It sure did. We woke up early to get into Yellowstone. Yes, we wanted to beat the crowds. Yellowstone is very popular, and parking can be challenging at some of the more famous stops, like the Grand Prismatic and Old Faithful. It was raining and even snowing. I think that was the first time that you've seen snow in June in the summertime. Yes, I love snow. Me too, especially snowball fights. Who do you like to throw snowballs at? My dad. <laughs> I like getting dad too. That day though, I thought maybe the weather had scared people off because it was so cold and there was snow in June because we had no problem finding parking at any of the stops and we did all of them, which I wasn't expecting to be able to do. Do you remember how full the river was? It looked like the trees were drowning. I do remember that. It was a really wide river and all of the rivers were flowing dangerously fast. And the waterfalls had a lot of water, too. They did. We didn't even know the park had been closed, not long after we entered the visitor center. Because a river was flooding and it was washed out of the road. That's right. The north entrance road into Yellowstone National Park washed out in multiple places as the Gardner River overflowed its banks during heavy flooding on Monday, June 13th. This historic Yellowstone flooding closed the park for the first time in 34 years. There were police blocking the entrance when we left. I know. So when we left the park, we went for pizza, and I overheard someone talking about what had happened. The park stayed closed for two weeks. Yes, there was a lot of damage. The Yellowstone River rose a historic 14 feet. There sure was a lot of water. Yes, our trip and many others was cut short as we couldn't go back in the park on that trip. But I was grateful we got to explore that one day with limited visitors. Me too. It's one of my favorite parks. Yellowstone is beautiful. We hope you enjoyed learning about America's first national park. Have fun exploring. Do not forget to do your dreams or ranger book when exploring. Thank you for joining us on National Parks for Kids, the podcast. We hope you learn some cool stuff. Join us next time. And if you want to see more of our adventures, follow us on Instagram at National Parks for Kids, where you can follow along and see pictures of our trips to the national parks.